Lord Grant, will you make it unanimous? Aye, with one condition. Since the scroll is made of such fine stuff, let us pledge an unusual oath to do it justice. I propose we each swear to meet not only once a year, but annually throughout eternity, though we be live or dead. We're going to go for a joyride. You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto strange highways. Enter Death's waiting room, if you dare. And welcome to Strange Highways. I am Paul. And hey guys, it's Terry here. And the two of us are now meeting once a week. I don't know what that that means. Anyway, welcome to Strange Highways. We'll be talking about some fancy men sitting around a table with notes. I don't know, and pens. Yeah, I was I was going to make um like a Statler and Wardorf joke, you know, like the <laughs> you know, like just like, a bunch where's of. Where's your brandy at? Hopefully, we can yeah. clink them together, my friend. Yeah, like like uh, it's the 1800s. What is there to do? I don't know, racism or just drinking around a table. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a second, because uh, it's like there's nothing else to do. It's like I guess we could watch that horse and that buggy catch on fire. Spoilers. Uh, anyway. Metal is metal AF. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. yeah. So welcome to Strange Highways. This is the the Twilight Zone uh, based podcast, anthology in general. Uh, we've covered a lot of Twilight Zone, the original series, and the most recent stuff that got yanked off of Paramount+. Plus. Uh, and then and now we're in, this is the, the, the sixth to the last segment of season one of the 80s uh, iteration. That like... Doesn't that, isn't that crazy that we're down to single digits now where I feel like we've been talking about the season for, I don't know, eight years? Cue the cheerleaders. Woo, 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 Right, woo. yeah. yeah. Um, whew. You know, we'll, like the, the, the season one recap is going to be a heck of a thing, but we'll get there when we get there. Um, we're gonna yeah, come, you we're guys gonna... have been in for a long ride, as we have been as well. If you're still listening, yeah. thank God, like you get a gold star. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, you get, you get a signet ring with the, the first uh, letter of your first name on it. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, we will be covering, I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation about take my life, please. Last week. That was, I thought that was a cool segment. It, it was wicked, like, um, just dark, dark, just black beating heart. I dug it, uh, not eating banana peels though. Don't do that. Um, but right. What we're getting into now is uh, season one, episode 22, segment B, uh, the devil's alphabet. Um, and I don't have any day date because we talked about that last week. So let's get into who did what here. Okay, so uh, so our director on this one, Bill Bolt, uh, Ben Bolt, I'm sorry. Uh, so he did a bunch of episodes of uh, Hill Street Bull, Blues, uh, Downton Abbey, and Viking. So like it, mm-hmm. it, it, so it, like more recent stuff. So uh, that's interesting to me. I'm not really familiar with this guy. Um, I'm not sure if you had any more notes on him. No, it seems like this guy is probably a British director, which would make sense. Um, yeah, and you mentioned um, the Vikings. He did an episode, an episode or two of Outlander, um, if I recall. And then also there's a series called Doc Martin that um, I've never seen any of. But you know how like you turn on Netflix and it's like they sometimes get a lot of like uh, import shows. I've mm-hmm. seen every time that it's like new episodes, Doc Martin. I'm like, is that about shoes? I don't want to watch that. But you yeah, know, so like, why yeah. is the star on him inside? Yeah, I don't right. know. Um, and he directed like half the series, almost half the series of that. And I went on to have a couple other. Uh, so like, quite successful only segment, um, you know, but it is what it is. But yeah. And actually, I'll, I'll put this at the forefront, too. There seems to be a lot of British uh, actors and uh, writers and collaborators on this one. So there's not a whole lot at certain points that I can provide. So. Just bear in mind that sometimes yeah. we might have very little notes on some of these people. Oh yeah, we don't. I'm not much for British um, film and uh, TV shows and stuff, so I'm not sure about some of this stuff. But we're we're gonna get through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah. I, yeah, I we'll thought try. we dipped out for there for a second. So I so either way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. The, 
go ahead. Sorry, please. Yeah. So to, to, down down to the the writer portion of our credits here, we got the the story by Arthur Gray, and this is a, a guy I'd love to invest more time in. He does a little bit more gothic horror, which I'm very interested in more recently. And but uh, the original story that was adapted was the Everlasting Club. That was the original name of this. And then it was uh, the teleplay was done by a different gentleman, which we'll talk about here. But I'm really interested in talking about uh, Arthur. Yeah. I don't know if you wanted to say something yeah, in no. the beginning here. So, so uh, yeah, this was um, – because it's like, oh, only like only work of Arthur Gray, Everlasting Club 1919. Uh, that's when the, the story was published. But I like that you look up his Wikipedia. It says, Arthur Gray, in parentheses, Master, Master of Jesus. And I'm like – I don't know what that is, but that's the greatest title ever. And it turns out that um, he was a master of Jesus College, Cambridge, from 1912 until his death. But I like the idea. Arthur, Arthur Gray, master of Jesus, or Jesus master. I like that. But um, he was probably known for his gothic ghost stories that you, you mentioned here. Uh, I like that um, this is such a 1919 title. Tedious Brief Tales of Granta and Gray, um, Garamayer, Mayor, whatever. Um, and then published under his pseudonym, Engulfus. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, wrote a lot of like very, it sounds like very hoity toity, um, like, uh, Gothic, um, ghost stories. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I wouldn't say horror, but like that, you know, the spooky, spooky stuff. Yeah. And, and it's like, he went to Cambridge, so he wrote quite a bit about Cambridge and, uh, like the university itself. So I'm actually really interested in seeing that part of the literature lately. Uh, I've been a, a little bit more invested in Gothic horror, uh, it is hit or miss sometimes, but man, there are some interesting stories. So we'll get into that here in a bit. But uh, next is our teleplay uh, of this story, which would be Robert Hunter. Unfortunately, there's not much I could provide than this. The, yeah, that's the, it. The adaptation is this. So um, I'm I, gonna, it might also be something where uh, because they got the rights to the story, and I because I, I, I this is all speculation that maybe because they. Um, like maybe because the director of Ben Bolt was like, they maybe brought him in and was like, well, I know a guy that can get this story into like, you know, 13 minute shape or whatever. Right. Who knows? Right. So. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about that yeah. in a second, but yeah. I thought it was very interesting that there at least was a, uh, a, a tab for Wikipedia. And then it was like, yeah, this doesn't exist. I was like, Oh, thank you, Wikipedia. Thank you for that. Like, Wouldn't it have been better if it had been like uh, <laughs> Dead Link? Yeah, been like uh, Robert Hunter, Master of Satan. You're like, there's a story here that we don't know about. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, you know I, mean? I think I think somebody erased it. Like, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> but, but yeah, so we'll get into our cast here. So our to lead it off is Ben Cross. He he play he plays uh, Frederick. He was in Chariots of Fire, and he was a bunch of episodes of Dark Shadows. And then he was more recently, we just lost him not too long ago, it was 2020, I believe it was, but he was in the um, Star Trek film from uh, 2019, or 2009, sorry. Yeah, the J.J. The Abrams, the first one. Uh, he played Sarek, who was um, Spock's father, but I like, there's a there's a note here that you'll appreciate. This is like a story from him. He's like, my agent put me forward for Star Trek, and he sent a couple of photos, a, a couple of films to J.J. I'm sure he was too busy to watch the whole of Species Part four. Um, but when we were on set, he mentioned to me that there was a, one particular shot in there where I turned to the camera. And in that moment, it came to him how perfect it would be for me to play Sarek. So evidently, J.J. Abrams caught a part of Species Part four with uh, Ben Cross in it, and that caused him to get uh, cast as Sarek. So I thought that was funny. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you were able to bring that extra note here because I'm like, I, I know Chariots of Fire a bit. I haven't gotten into Dark Shadows yet. Well, we know like, Chariots of Fire. Guy, we know the music, right? Like, I've never seen the movie, but we know the music. That Vangelis oh yeah, score sure. is iconic. And at one best it picture. It's transcended yeah. into so many different things. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, so uh, the next year we go uh, Highwell, Highwell. I'm sorry, Bennett. He plays Grant. I'm not sure if you could ever find anything that you were familiar with, but nothing that he had played in was no, nothing. Me, and unfortunately, I believe this was yeah. because of him being a British actor. Yeah, nothing stood out to me. 77 credits, clearly had a, a you know a career, and I'm just like, sorry, dude, you, but your name is spelled H Y W E L L, so that's something. So yeah, yeah. So but yeah, but next we move on to uh, <laughs> here, here's going to be a, a fun one for Terry, um, Robert. Skelnel-cat? I think it's Shekhan. Shekhan? Shekhan? Yeah, sure. Shekhan. 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 Sh
Yeah. <laughs> he plays Eli. Um, I could pronounce that one. Um, he was in Hacksaw Ridge, and he was also in. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen this one. It's a film called uh, Bedroom Window. Um, mm. It is a great film with. Um, oh my God! I, the guy from Police Academy. Um, Steve Gutenberg. Uh, yeah, Steve oh, Gutenberg. Right. It is a very like uh, reminiscent to um, Rearward Window. Okay. Hmm. So like he witnesses something. And like, yes, I, I, it's, it check this film out. Like I recently watched it. It holds up really well. So bedroom window, uh, check it out. So, <laughs> so. he actually has a, 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 probably a bigger career for other things I'll mention this year. So he is an American playwright, screenwriter, and actor received Pulitzer prize for drama 92 for his play called the Kentucky cycle. Not sure what that is. And his play all the way. Don't know that either. And earned a 2014 Tony award for best play. He has three Emmy nominations and one um, WGA award wrote the, the film Hacksaw Ridge that I think Clint Eastwood directed that has, um, mm-hmm. was it Andrew Garfield in that um, wrote four episodes of the Pacific. Uh, so yeah, this guy actually has a pretty um, big career. Uh, and I mean, d- does acting, but has other significant so acting in it as well. Uh, no, I don't know, but he wrote those, like he wrote those movies. Maybe he was in them. I didn't double check that, but you know, the fact that he actually got Pulitzer's for a drama and his play and, and earning a Tony award, like this guy is like, well, well regarded. Right. And what he does. Oh, he was a writer. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. That was the, the first credit I pulled up. Yeah. I'm sorry. But yeah, like, I mean, that's a, that's a hell of a credit too. I mean, <laughs> I, I have not seen it film that film yet, but like I've heard great things about it. And I should have seen the Pacific by now. It just feels like it's one of those things that we I should probably watch and I hadn't. So yeah, interesting. So, yeah, interesting career. See, there you go. There is some stuff here, and then there's a little bit more, but not much after we go past this with people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll make it kind of brief here. Um, so uh, Wayne Alexander, he plays Cornelius. He was in uh, episodes of, of Babylon Five and X Files. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethan Phillips, he was a Deaver. He was in tons of Star Trek Voyager, um, which, uh, I mean, like over a hundred episodes. So yeah. yeah, he played the character of Neelix, who was, I think the, the chef uh, on that show. I haven't seen a lot of Voyager, but like once I saw that credit, I'm like, shit, that's Neelix. Like it yeah. just, it clicked. Yeah. And then he was also in the shadow too with, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> somebody yeah. who's problematic right now, uh, but, um, but he was also, you're, you're, I don't know if you're skipping the big ones for him. Well, when he was, he was, um, uh, um, Benson. So I thought that it was in the show Benson. Not, he wasn't Benson. That's a different character, but he was, he was in the show Benson, but he was in critters and oh, critters three. So, so oh, double critter connection to- here, folks. Christ. Um, yeah. Double crates connection. Crazy. Everybody go out, buy a lottery ticket. That doesn't happen often. I mean, it does happen. There's people that played in multiples of those movies, but yeah, critters three, you know, uh, so there, you know, if someone's like, Hey Paul, what, what's your, what's your, um, connection, Leonardo DiCaprio to this segment, it would be Ethan Phillips. Cause he was in critters three, which was DiCaprio's first film. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And, yep. and there is a Baldwin connect connection. So like, I don't know, he has lots of different connections. Yeah, so right. some of them we want to talk about some of them we don't. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, spoilers. There's going to be, um, there's going to be a Baldwin discussion. We're going to tease later, um, for something else that we're working on, but we'll get there when we get there at the end of the episode. Excellent. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> the crossover. Um, so Osmond, uh, Pollock is our next actor here and he plays Andrew. He was in Dirk Hunk. They're Dunkirk. I'm sorry. Dirk Hunk. All right. I love it. That sounds like, that sounds like Kirkland brand, like Daft Punk. It's like, how can I get this Daft Punk? No, we got Dirk Hunk at home. Like, oh, God damn it. God, I can't pronounce shit. (laughs) I'm glad that attached you. Another war film that is like something I have not seen, but glad we were able to mention it here. Uh, (laughs) Friend of the show. Um, uh, well, it was Trevor is not going to be very disappointed yeah. in us, but I, I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he knows about a battle called uh, Kurdunk. It's fine. Um, yeah. Kurdunk. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But my dyslexia. It, what, was that, was that right your now. favorite Green Day album? Kurdunk? Was that the one you liked the best from them? No, I'm kidding. I'm, kidding too. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and a lot of British stuff, like I, a yeah. lot of stuff that I just, I, I knew it yeah. was British, but I'm like, I don't know what it is. Right. But, um, uh, next here is, uh, Jim Piddick. He plays Brian. He was in in Independence Day, and then Best of Show, Best in Show. 
my tongue is totally twisted tonight. Yeah, guys. so I also have him as in Lethal Weapon 2, a lot of TV and animated work, and then most recently, uh, Haunting of Bly Manor. Cool. Um, and then next is um, Stuart Downing, or Downling, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, he was the cr- creditor. Uh, he was in uh, something I just wanted to talk about because I just thought it was an interesting title, Lobster Man from Mars. What am I – so – this is me just showing my family life and that one of my uh, uh, family members that has been reduced down to lobster man <laughs> is <laughs> it's my wife's uh, uh, uncle. We just know him by lobster man now because <laughs> of just something, some back humor of him doing something when they were kids. Like he's just Lobster Man now. So every time we see him, <laughs> hey, it's Lobster Man. Oh. <laughs> so I just I wanted to talk about. It's that. like the, the character on my name is Earl, where it's like he was just called Crab Man, and everyone's like, "Hey, Crab Man." He's like, "Hey, that was always his thing. He was just always Crab Man." So there you no, go. No crab. explanation. Like yeah. yeah. So like so if I ever if anybody sees me in public referring to somebody as a uh, one of my favorite human beings as Lobster Man. Yeah, that's Lobster Man. Well, I'm glad so. that we got his origin story, though, about finding out that he's from Mars. So that's good. So <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. He came from Mars. Yeah. Um, not too. Um, but yeah, uh, we got Christopher Carroll is our next uh, credit here. Chimley Sweep, he was in Little Nicky. He was also uh, in a bunch of different voice work. Oh, like, this guy actually had a pretty prolific career in voice work career. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh uh, you know, narratives and that. So uh, he was in Akira. He did a voice in Akira. And uh, something that you guys had talked about on a different podcast of yours, uh, Perfect Blue. Really? Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I didn't even look. That's a, that's a shame on me. I saw 151 credits for the chimney sweep, and I'm like, I think I'm good. Son of a bitch. Yeah. All right. Okay, yeah, thank will, you for pulling that. Call, uh, yeah. to something that we will, might be talking about later. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Perfect blue. Uh, but, perfect blue is a last, wonderful our last animated Christopher film. of our yeah. cast here. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Grove. He was the assistant chimney sweep. He was in shows like Mindhunter, Justified, and Agent Carter. So he was just he. He's still acting. It's just he's done a lot of different stuff. And this was his first appearance. Uh, like yep. as in terms of an actor. So, but yeah, thank you for that perfect blue poll. That's good. People need to check out that movie. It's great. Um, so, so do um, I actually, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've heard it credited as being one of the quintessential animes, like to like really get into anime that. And also I saw note that it was banned in a lot of countries too. Yeah. I mean, it's it, like, um, it, it's kind of, it's explicit in the sense that like, um, I could tell from when I, when I first saw it, whenever I was like, like, mm-hmm. do you remember? Okay. The, this is pulling the curtain aside a second, like growing up, like, uh, yeah, I know I'm a little older than you, but like, um, there was a time like Babbage's, if you remember Babbage's the store, I do. They yeah. would, they would actually sell VHS of different, uh, anime, uh, stuff. And I remember reading about perfect blue and Fangoria. Um, and so I, when I saw that it was in VHS for sale there, I snapped it up and watched it kind of sight unseen. And it was kind of it kind of blew my mind because I that one it's it it's it's a purpose it's a fractured story on purpose but it all ties together and makes sense at the end. But it's like it was one of those things I'm like wow like this stuff can be like grown up and also like good you know versus just like just not just like you know just uh, like disproportionately shaped like females and like whatever anyway. But it's like it it felt kind of taboo taboo because it actually deals with some very intense subjects. So I can see why it was banned because it was an animated movie, but perfect blue is amazing. It holds up real well. Like I've, I've watched it like once a year since I bought the, the blu-ray release that they finally came out with a couple years ago. Yeah. And that's definitely something that we can probably bring to something. Our conversation at some point, uh, Japanese writing, Japanese anime. Mm-hmm. I, 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 if anybody's out there, if you're a listener and you love Japanese, uh, like storytelling, maybe that's something that we can, you know, kind of cross over to do because I, there I are some be, great writers yeah. out there. I would be very much happy to, um, you know, take a detour and cover something on here. That'd be I fun. might, yeah. if nobody has any, uh, recommendations, I might make a recommendation myself. Okay. So, but yeah, so that's that's all the cast members I have. I don't know if you had anybody else. I just, I know you just really want to talk about Detective Pikachu on the show, so we'll get there. We can talk about Detective it. Detective Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And I, I know that's, that's live action, but anyway, it's anyway, I'm kidding. Uh, it, definitely we'll talk about the first Sonic movie. No, so, I, would, I right. want Pichu instead of Pikachu. Yeah, so right. I, yeah. Or Raichu. Can we get my Raichu? I, I, no one listening to this will get these references. Do I? I honestly don't. Okay, but they. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. All right. All right. So let's get into the devil's alphabet here. So, um, yeah, uh, this one, it's a 13 minute segment. Uh, there's plenty going on, but it's like, it's not exactly, it's not exactly an action heavy segment. It's more just, it feels like, um, a bunch of discussion of rules around a table. So yeah. I don't know how, how much we want to get into it. Cause I know, I mean, it sounds like you dug this one. Um, well, yeah, yeah, there's, there's definitely some interesting things going on here. And, uh, I did best invest some time into the, the original story too. So I okay. listened to the audio book of that and there are some larger differences in how it's told compared to this. So um, I will say back to what the original story was like it is more, they found the, um, the journals and the, the books of this group. And then they're just kind of telling the past tense, like, all right, these are the things that we can find out of what happened. Uh, it's kind of like a, a Bram, Bram Stoker, like Dracula thing, right? Where it was through correspondence is what you're saying. It, yeah. Okay. I, I think that uh, this gentleman, uh, Arthur Gray really kind of like idolize writers like that. I mean, he, he, he definitely idolize, uh, uh, sp- uh, Oh my God. Stoker. Oh, yeah, no, Shakespeare. He, I know he was big Shakespeare. about Shakespeare. Yeah. You know, but they're both the same, you know, Shakespeare, we know about him for all his Dracula's that he wrote about. Well, um, like, especially yeah. in the way that the language is constructed too. Yeah. There is so much, um, sorry, there was a motorcycle. Um, th- th- there's a lot of Latin in the original story too. I'm like, Oh my God. I was like, who can pay attention to this <laughs> narrative here right now? <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get to like the comparisons of the, the written story then. So basically what happens here is that it's uh, November 2nd, uh, 1876, All Souls Day, uh, and a bunch of fancy boys uh, are meeting at a table. Like they're all going to be graduating uh, university, right? Like, um, like soon. And so they would meet and have this thing called the Devil's Alphabet where it was like, what, uh, five or six of them. Um, all of their, like their names are the first six letters like their initials are the first six letters of the alphabet, if I recall. Mm-hmm. And they all have signets. And it's it's basically like it's it's a private boys club. It's a frat kind of thing, you know, a fraternity. Yeah, and there's a lot of clubs that existed around this time, which I, I understand. Like um, the first events, I think, are cataloged as 1876, mm-hmm. November 2nd. So that's like the inauguration of this club. And um, I, there is some place like kind of like a smaller school, Cambridge, like that. But they have money. They're just they're affluent. They got money to go to school. And it's kind and, of like they, yeah, it's their own little secret society. It's their little yeah, like, inside like joke type of thing. Club. Yeah. So as they're getting ready to meet, their business is like, what should we do? They're like, oh, we're all getting ready to graduate, so we can't meet any longer. And that's like, well, then should we meet once a year? And they're like, that's a good idea. And then um, was well, it Lord Grant? who looks like, um, look, he looks like, uh, Kirkland, Tim Curry, um, was like, Hey, um, I have an idea. No, maybe not Tim Curry, uh, Oliver Reed. Maybe he looks more like Kirkland, Oliver Reed. That might be a better call. Right. Uh, either way, he's like, I have an idea. Like, what if I just being an asshole just suggest that we all meet in perpetuity, like in life and death for like, for as long as, you know, the, all of existence and we, you know, make this an actual pact and everyone's like, all right, cool. Cause we got nothing better to do. Cause it's the 1800s and we've already done the two things, which is sit at a table and drink. Um, that's it, you know? So, um, he decides to, was it, um, poke his finger, put it in a glass of wine and then have them all sign, um, this charter of the devil's alphabet. Right. So that's kind of what kicks off. I don't know if there's anything else from the original story that was different than that. Well, there really isn't a lot of explanation of what actually happens in the group and like how they constructed these meetings and that it's, I, I don't know. It's really confusing. It's just dates and times and people went, you know, died. No, that was kind of the difference. Yeah. I, I did, and the dates are quite different. Uh, so okay. like their first meeting in the book is, or short story, it's like in the 1800s itself. Yeah. So I don't. And one one of the things, and I think there's a little bit more to give towards an audience that would view this compared to reading the story, 
there is a lot less Latin <laughs> in this adaptation, <laughs> which thank God, because I absolutely have no knowledge of Latin. Well, good. I mean, like, I mean, not, I mean, not, sorry. Meaning it was good to trim out the Latin for the story. Not that like, you know, not that we shouldn't understand, you know, a dead language, but yeah. Um, so, so they agree <clears throat> the next year, um, they, uh, it was October 1896, but before, uh, they, they meet. So this is a month before their annual meeting. We meet, we see Deaver Neelix looks like he's broke and has lost all his money and he has nothing left. And so he just takes a gun and shoots himself. Right. And it's like, I'm done. I'm out. Right. So the next meeting they leave, there's the whole thing too, of like, if somebody can't attend, they're responsible for the bill. It's like, you know, this all harumph, 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 whatever going on. Fancy men talking about fancy things. Um, but then, but as they're talking about this and they're about to sign the charter for the year, one of them notices, I think it's our, our main character is, um, what's his name? Um, Frederick, uh, Frederick, Frederick and, yeah. um, so it really, the focus is on Frederick and Grant for the most part. Yeah. Um, but you know, Grant, the, you know, anyway, Frederick, Frederick's kind of through the line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but they noticed that like Deaver signature is on, um, the document and then the ink is still fresh and they're like, well, that's weird. And then they, they decide to pour him a glass of wine. And then when they turn around, like as they're talking and they look back, the, the wine's gone and everyone's like, well, that's kind of not great. Um, but, uh, I also made the joke here that like when they looked at his signature and I was like, it appears that it was left by some kind of ghost writer, but that was my joke. Uh, we can move on there. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and yeah. then, but then the, 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 so the events that, that supposedly they happen on all souls day. Yeah. Too. Right. So, that, so doo -doo -doo -doo. right. It's like, uh, that's the Christian Halloween. I don't, that's not what that means. But, uh, so, uh, so then we go to, uh, was it November 2nd, 1897, uh, some chimney sweeps find Andrew has hung himself. So, um, they're like, all right, well, you know, that's not great. Right. Uh, so then Grant, uh, is like, you know, five of them. Cause there's this whole thing about having a majority, right. To, to cancel the meeting. And there's a whole thing too, that the dead get a vote too. But like, um, Grant's like, you know, everyone's like, we should cancel. And he's like, no, nah, I don't, I don't want to cancel. And he's like, let's sit down. Let, let, let's the dead speak. And you're like, you know, so like they're, he's using the rules and because he's, they're outvoted, uh, was a four to three with two dead people voting the meeting. Um, actually I take that back. Sorry. They decide the meeting's canceled, but Grant is pissed. He's like, I'm going to hold the meeting anyway, right? And he goes and looks at the charter. There's two fresh signatures. Um, and yeah, as everybody's already gone, uh, Grant finds out that those guys, um, they're kind of there and they're kind of minty fresh. Yeah, they're, they're, um, <laughs> they're, they're like, they're ready for the meeting. And so I don't know, like, how else to explain it. Deaver, like, so we're talking about Deaver at this point now. It's Deaver and, um, yeah, it's Deaver and, uh, whoever it is, um, the gentleman that shot himself, Andrew, Deaver and Andrew are already dead. Right. So, yeah. Like, it gets a little, it gets a little confusing here. So, yeah. so they're, they're like surprised there. And then we see Grant next, right? He then they're out. holding the meeting again. Well, cause no, they, they hear like a tussle, right? Um, yeah. and then, um, the two of them two was it two guys go in and show like, well, actually they hear the tussle. They, they, the, the guys go in, there was four of them left. I forget the, the all fancy boy names, right? Two fine grant has hung himself. And then the other two are already in a horse and carriage and about to leave. But the, the carriage, um, like it hits like nitrous and just takes off. Right. And yeah. But it, then it, we know. see like the, the carriage, like the carriage rider, like he's wearing a ring. Did you see that too? Yeah. It's like, is it implying that like, they, like he's one of the ghosts, like taking his buddies on this like joyride? It did. I mean, this is on like the foot is on the pedal during this episode. <laughs> like yeah. this story, like I think this needed a little bit more time. That's why I think that Paul and I are a little like conflicted about like the timeline here. Cause it, it is on fast forward. It seems like, yeah. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, like, so we see the carriage rider and he takes off and he's, he's got to pedal to the metal. He's slapping the horse like crazy. It's going down the road. And the two other gentlemen, I can't, I yeah, can't I remember know. who's left at this point, but it's like, they're the ones like, Hey, calm down, dude. Like what the hell? And then we have two uh, in the carriage and those guys are like, Hey man, like chill. Like <laughs> we're just, 
Can you can you slow your roll? Yeah, a I'm, gonna, bit? I'm gonna give you a one star review on horse Uber if you don't slow down. Like, come on, man! Like, and then all of a sudden we see flames outside yeah. their windows. This is the most ba thing that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an episode like this. Like, it is it is ridiculous in how this goes from zero to 197. Like if it was shot better, I would have made a gif out of it, but it wasn't like, it's funny to see, but it it doesn't, it doesn't play well. Like repeatedly, it's more of this, like what just happened. But yeah, the carriage catches on fire. Ghost Rider takes over. It's, dude, it is nuts. Like, I just can't believe, and I, there's a reason you hear all those horse, uh, noises because that horse is probably act like if they actually hooked up a, a horse to that, they're nuts. Oh yeah. No, they, <laughs> they, like they, they have no idea that they, it's, it's supposed to be safe. Right. Like that is, uh, yeah, I'm sure they're, they're like, we're running away from the fire. Why is the fire staying the same distance behind us? You know? Yeah. I don't blame them. Like, but yeah, the carriage, this carriage is on full of fire. It goes around the corner. Time tested thing that we see in movies and television where we don't see the carriage actually explode. That That's fine. We understand it's a budgetary thing, but we know those two are dead and those horses are as well, which would have been better if the horses would have showed up to the next meeting. But anyway, and actually yeah. there's some really, uh, and that that's when I'll take a side note here. Yeah. That, um, there is some great use of like the shots here. And I don't mean that as a pun, because, it, like, especially the first, uh, I guess you would say, kill is a self-inflicted murder. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the guy uh, he, he commits suicide in the in the. I'm like, I don't. I, I guess it's because he's down on his luck in that. So we get the one character who commits suicide. Then we get the hanging of the one gentleman, and all you see is like mostly reaction and I a guess little bit of a silhouette shadow. yeah with the yeah. timmy sweeps when they go and check on the second guy that's a nice shadow right and then um, i mean it's yeah. all implied and it's like and that's good enough you know? and then and even I mean, with the third guy when grant either. you just see his feet right so that all works like i like it's a very good economic way of getting this across like and i agree with that you know it's just that you're only given so many minutes like how like what can you do to get to where you're going right so yeah and we don't yeah. have to like we don't have to just like roll out like show death on screen here too. But like, I I'm, I'm kind of confused in what we're going to get to our last note here, but let's continue yeah. after the, the carriage fire, which yeah. is horrendous. <laughs> yeah. But then we're down to like this two, right? So then mm-hmm. there's just two guys. It's Cornelius and Frederick the next year. Right. Um, so they decide that they're not going to attend the meeting. Uh, and then, um, cause Cornelius is like, I'm too afraid what's going on. Right. And he basically, uh, was he leaves and I think he, leaves, no, he says to, he says to Frederick, like, I, you know, I don't know what's going to, like, I can't, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. I can't deal with this. I, well, right? and then the one guy was like, or I think it was Frederick. Yeah. like, I'd rather deal with going to the meeting and getting murdered because somebody might not be there. I, I don't, yeah. it was really, it was kind of poetic in its sense, like of what he was trying to achieve. Um, but like to him just giving up on the group, which yeah. I, I, I understood that and I, I could respect that because it seemed like the, the members that gave up on the group, they were the ones to just get like the worst. <laughs> yeah. And there's also a certain amount of like, you know, like he's already seen enough to know that like this isn't whatever's happening isn't like just um, a, a random streak of bad luck. Right. So I right. think he knows that much because I think he's the one that's a lawyer. Because he even mentioned that earlier, right? So he's the one that understands yeah. kind of contracts and things. But then Cordelius uh, shoots himself. Uh, then we get Frederick showing up to um, the meeting, and um, there's there's nobody there. However, there is uh, six fresh signatures on the paper with their rings, with their signet rings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he sits down alone with them, and then he uh, toasts with the ghosts, right? Um, and then we see them all, the mean green machine there of all of them uh, looking, and it's like you know. It's a, it's an okay effect for what it is. We've already kind of given up on um their their effects being good like in terms of this type of stuff. I know what they're trying to go for. It wasn't bad. I like your mean mean green machine uh, uh reference. Yeah. But um yeah, it's uh it is it, it's effective. Um and I I think with Frederick, he understands what the toll is here at this point. So he makes a bargain just telling everybody else all right let let me make an amendment to everything that we're doing right now let's 
um, what was the wordage like? Uh, he, wanted, uh, he wanted to dissolve it because he's like, if we could all dissolve you, it, you, you yeah. unanimously agree as per the rules, then then basically he's like, we don't have to keep meeting. You guys don't want to be stung, stuck in this limbo, right? Right. And like, and so he puts it to a vote, but it has to be unanimous. And the one person that doesn't, I think it's yeah, Grant. It's right? Grant, of course, right? Yeah. And then eventually he appeals to his like, you know, like better self. And then Grant's like, oh, like none of them speak, but he eventually raises like he votes to dissolve as well. Um, and that's whenever, you know, like that undoes the, the devil's alphabet society. Um, and then the charter burns by itself as uh, Frederick leaves. Right. So that's kind of where like he, he has um, been able to broker the end of the meeting. Right. And he's followed the rules and I, you know, he, he you know, he's never going to be right again, but at least, you know, he, he was able to bring it to a close and these other men are able to move on to whatever's next. Right. And, it, it, it was the most respectful thing that he could do to his, uh, his group as well. It's like he brought it to a formal vote. And, and because like, that was the thing with Grant. Grant wanted to, it all to be formal. According, according to the rules. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And it's like bring it, bring it to a formal uh, vote and then we can do our thing and then say, sure. But if somebody, I mean, unfortunately, because of their rules, if they, they committed suicide, well, they had to pay some sort of penance in a sense because they were like, oh, yeah, somebody has to pay their dues still. It's like, oh, oh OK. Well, because well, there was a rule about like it. if you couldn't make that year's meeting, then you'd be accountable for the bill or something for the year's total of damages or something. So there was like an accounting. Right. There was supposed to be like a money amount like held to you if you couldn't do it. Right. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. But um, but yeah, that's that's it. Like it, it now occurs to me that it's the most polite British way to end a ghost story where it's like we had a meeting and they agreed to leave the end, you know, mm -hmm. like just, you know what? We passed a series of motions and everybody agreed and the ghost court is adjourned. Happy ending. Yeah, it's a very interesting story. Um, again, quite different from how it's presented in the original story. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and if anybody's actually interested, I'll, I will uh, again reiterate that it is called the everlasting club that's the original name uh so yeah you can even, i mean if anybody's interested in audiobooks you can actually find us on youtube so i found it pretty easily nice. um but yeah check it out i, I so, think i think there's something to be had here as far as both presentations um you know again like gothic horror is something that I, i've i've grown to love over the years that i've been like uh exposed to it especially like being a young kid I, there's different ways to present it to people but i think this was a a pretty interesting way to present it like I, a, a lot more um dialogue that i'm not really familiar with but very interesting so was there any like big like differences um like plot not plot wise but like in the arc of what happened in terms of like um the written story versus what we saw. Was there anything that stood out to you that was mainly different? Well, it, it really is a way and it's presenting. Uh, um, so like, I think the storyline could have been very similar, but with it being a, a different narrative, you can't really tell. Mm -hmm. It was more or less like somebody reading the journal entries and that, and like the documentation. And it's like, well, this is what happened. And this is what we heard. It's a very different scenario compared to this. Because we're seeing it firsthand, and it more or less is like a storytelling of like what a lot of these societies were like back in the day, and how how secretive they could be, mm -hmm. and how strange they could be constructed too. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, there was um, uh, there, there's a the podcast I listen to that's not this one, which you, you guys thank you for listening to this one. It's a, called Behind the Bastards, uh, and they they did a was a two or three parter on um, like the the initial founding of what we call the Illuminati and how it was just basically just a bunch of um you know nerds that wanted to have like cool names in a society and then it kind of got out of hand because they kept like trying to tell new people like no 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 you got to wait a while before you learn the secrets and basically there was no secrets but everybody wanted a cool title want to be part of a cool club you know so mm -hmm. um so yeah if you guys want to join our secret society we'll come up with cool names too We'll call ourselves the Midnight Society, and then we'll tell tales around a campfire. Like you uh, stop it right like now. The, like the tale you of stop. like the tale of the everlasting club submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. No, uh, <laughs> I'm um, not saying that you're wrong there in how it would have been titled, but <laughs> <laughs> because the everlasting club 
not a very good title. That, but, that does feel know. like an Are You Afraid of the Dark title or like, you know, maybe something like, and I present to you the tale of the green ghosts or something like that. But I, like, I will <laughs> say that the adaptation of like what the name could be, the devil's al- uh, alphabet, like, I don't know. That's a little ridiculous, but it also seems very ambiguous in how, what, what are they doing? Like, what are these different meetings really doing? Yeah. Because, I, I just think I they mean, were it's just like old, yeah. new, old business, new business. So that's how they're constructed to these meetings. So it's like, what are they doing? Did well, they yeah. dance with the devil? I think it's more like since they had their signets and if someone saw them in society, it's like, Oh, what's that part? He's like, well, I can't tell you, but I'm part of a group called the devil's alphabet. And it's like, <laughs> okay, well it's like, well, how many members are there seven? So you're yeah. telling me that you can only make words with seven letters. No, 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 that's not what I mean by that. So, you but know? then they're also like, I'll see you at the chamber tonight. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to go. Uh, some, that's a local reference. Yeah, we're going to do so some, uh, some, <laughs> some goth industrial dancing tonight. See you later. Well, yeah, we'll talk about the devil's alphabet the there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyway, um, any other notes about this? I have one bit of trivia that I think just is, is funny considering. Yeah. So let me see here. Double check. Uh, the, 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 so the one thing I wanted to bring up was, uh, the, this is not syndicated. That's apparently. the, yep. That's what I was going to bring up. But you know, since considering that if this thing is still running on TV somewhere, they're probably put into half hour episodes. Right. So, mm-hmm. Along the way for the syndication package, they probably just went through and was like, well, how can we, how can we puzzle piece these together to make a half hour television? Right. And probably a couple of them probably didn't make it. And I was curious that like, did it have anything with the, the filming of it? Like, and how it was presented, especially the suicide, um, the possible murders and that I was wondering if like, that was too graphic for an audience. Like if Nightcrawlers is a syndication and this isn't, I don't like, I don't think that's the reason I think it's just a matter of timing. You know, yeah. like, I think it's just a matter of like, like this was like, you know, you, you put together the, the, the desk and all of a sudden you still have like seven screws left over. And you're like, well, I don't know what to do with these. I guess I'm not putting them in, you know, like, like in the Ikea, you know, assemblage of this syndication package, this probably got kicked because they're like, you know what? I think we're good. You know? Cause I'm going to guess, and maybe if you look at it, uh, maybe um, take my life, please. And then the next segment called the library, maybe those two snug together for uh, like a half hour of television. That makes sense. I don't know, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if you had found anything because I, no. in, in my, my vast mass of knowledge here that I could find about this, which there's I nothing. tried to do. Yeah. Or, yeah. I tried to do as much as I could because I, I, when I found out that this was a, an original story from, Arthur Gray, I was like, oh, let, let me check this out because I, you know, a friend of the show, um, Richard, uh, he, I'm sure he has a vast knowledge of uh, Arthur Gray. So I, I can't wait for him to listen to this episode. <laughs> I wait for him to He's text you directly like and be like, I have no time. idea who this person is. But <laughs> oh, I'm sure he does. I'm sure. Yeah, he does. we'll see. Uh, but yeah, like, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it was like, I, you know, is this, is this the, the Gray segment? No. Is it a little bit rushed and confused? Yes. Um, I would it, say so. Yeah, is it is it the worst thing we've seen so far in this series? No, but it's like, you know, and, and in the run of the season, um, we've had a lot of not great, but this is this is just kind of okay, and kind of okay, kind of puts it in like the the top middle of the pack, you know? Yeah. Like so, that's what I'd say about it. Like I liked it, and it's like, and it goes down smooth enough, right? Like it's not like it overstays its welcome or anything like that. I would I know? would prefer that this go a little longer, just kind of figure out a little bit more about the storyline and that and the, the reasonings for these oh, different characters. You could have easily made this like if you like, I mean, you could even turn this into like a full hour episode where you would have gotten more into the kind of the, whatever corruption and darkness is creeping into them because of the, de- the, the, you know, the packs they've made with this, yeah. right? Like you could have, there could have been some, like you talk about Gothic horror, like this could have been something like explored and made it more than just these guys meeting in a room. And I think it'd have been effective with the with the right handling, of course. Yeah, and the the, the immediate um, connection that I could see was uh, I don't know if you ever seen the film Ghost Story. Um, uh, as a kid, but I don't recall much of it. I know that it's uh, it's a cult classic. Um, I know it's based on yeah. the Peter Straub book, if I recall. Yeah. Right, and I, I perhaps that Straub got this um, influence from uh, from Arthur Gray, but. It is a society that is like, it's like a small group that 
they are meeting all the time and then all of a sudden something tragic happens and then they are also kind of conflicted by the the past hmm. so when they get older the past keeps on haunting them so yeah i would i would suggest um if anybody's interested in this watch ghost story um or, I think that is a good, uh, or if we even slate it for some of our, uh, detours because we we're going to take a, like, not, not the biggest of breaks, but I think a significant one once we get done with the season. Cause I think we deserve it. So yeah. 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 I actually, so, you know what? Yeah. We'll just, we'll put that on the, the, the back burner. Yeah. I, there's a lot on the back burner. Like, how many burners do we have? Back uh, uh, as many as we need. Um, you know, like <laughs> the devil, the devil's back burners. We have as many as we need. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, I, I, I think, uh, before we get onto what we're doing next, we got, we got to read that twist. I'm, I guess I want to give it a three in the sense that I didn't expect it ending on like a, it's not, it's not a happy note, but it's not like they forced, it wasn't like it was a, um, a tales from the, the crypt where, you know, like everybody got punished, right? Even though Frederick did, he still, you know, it's like someone walked away relatively intact. So I didn't see that coming. I'm going to give it a five. I had nowhere. Uh, I had no idea where this was going to go. Okay. I like no knowledge of this whatsoever. Um, no real idea of how they were constructing the storyline. I just was confused the entire time. But by the time that it all ended, I felt like that the story was somewhat complete. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that that's where I, I want to give it the five because it's like, I was satisfied by the end. So okay. yeah, we didn't, we didn't need a slasher, but it felt somewhat like a slasher film, you know, that's kind of strange. Yeah. And again, everybody, the twist rating is one through five, one meaning um, we saw from a mile away and five meaning, you know, like, Hey, not mind blowing, but really good. And you know, so, but it doesn't necessarily affect our feelings on the episode, but okay, good. I'm glad that we're, you know, it's, it's good to be divided sometimes amongst the society of two. Uh, this this midnight society uh, anyway so um you better take off your ring and set it on fire <laughs> yeah i'm just uh, yeah i'm gonna I'm, well, as soon as we're done recording this podcast i'm gonna walk away and my uh, soundboard's gonna catch on fire that's what's gonna happen probably just because i've had it forever not because of evil I, yeah. yeah it might yeah. actually set it on might fire. catch on like, fire we yeah. keep on having troubles with i that, keep so. spilling i keep spilling open drinks on my keyboard so something's gonna happen eventually right i, like, I, I think yeah. it, i only likes uh uh seltzers so yeah. like only give I, it seltzers. yeah i feel like i'm close i'm like uh you know uh mccready and uh the thing where i feel like i've, I've almost dumped one too many drinks on my computer <laughs> and it's gonna blow up on me uh so anyway uh, cheating bitch yeah right <laughs> so before we before we talk about what we're doing next you guys can find us on uh facebook at uh strange highways posting images there all the time you know just making silly comments uh you guys can email, email us directly at strange highways podcast gmail.com uh, and also um you know wherever you listen to your podcasts if, if if it's possible for you to rate and review greatly appreciate it we know that sometimes like it's hard because they don't always make it easy to do that but the big thing is if you enjoy this conversation to share it with others, you know, like, uh, you know, cause if, if you're enjoying this and you think somebody else will too, uh, the more the merrier. And we always appreciate, um, just the greater conversation, uh, with, with people that do engage. So, uh, Terry, where can people find us otherwise? Uh, we're still on Instagram. So check us out on there. It is just another tool in our bag to kind of get to the masses. Uh, if you can do whatever you can to share, like, uh, follow, that would be awesome for us because i mean all we're doing here is having fun we would hope that people are having fun with us i mean this is material from over 30 years ago we're not you know we're not saving lives but we want to just make your lives a little bit better you know so have fun with us and share that stuff and i will again state um there are many twilight zone podcasts out there um uh i don't know how many of them have actually uh covered at all uh, sequential, well, not sequentially. Cause I mean, we bounced around in terms of when we watch series, but you know, every story, every segment, yeah. you know, we're like, not picking and choosing here. It's, nope. it's all or nothing. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, he just, just <laughs> we're in it to the end. Uh, so, all right, uh, let's talk about what we are doing, uh, next. And now Mr. Serling, uh, next episode, it is uh, season one, episode 22, segment C, the library, um, it has a very uh, young Lori Petty. And by young, I mean, she's like, you know, 
an adult actress, but Lori Petty's in it. So there we go. We got, we got to look forward to that one. Some tank girl. Some tank oh, girl. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, it's dealing with a library, but not, but it's, it just, we'll, we'll get there. It's, I don't, it's an interesting segment. It's a little, little odd in what it's trying to do, but whatever. Um, we, we, I've already expected this iteration of the Twilight Zone to be a little wobbly um, and weird. Um, we'll talk about the library when we get there. So, but also though, uh, Terry is joining me uh, on the other show that I do, Invasion of the Podcast, uh, and actually, um, through the power of uh, of time and space, uh, that's going to be be recorded shortly after we get done recording this, and we're going to be uh, talking about um, the it was a nineteen ninety nine or ninety eight film uh, Vampires from John Carpenter because we've been doing like it, well, it was originally supposed to be a year long, but now it's becoming like a year and a half, almost two year exploration into John Carpenter, and so if you guys want to hear us talk about something that is. Um, a lot more graphic um, and a lot more uh, Baldwin heavy. Uh, we'll, we'll, that will be coming out around the same time this is episode, and we'll link it on our Facebook page as well. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, it is a, a great pleasure to be a, a guest on there. So, yeah, I mean, please give those guys, those guys some love. Uh, they do a great job over there. I mean, they gave me my start in the, as a part as far as like pot being a. Yeah, I'd so I'm the I'm the head vampire, and then Terry is you know I've, yeah. So you are you are the head vampire. <laughs> yeah, you right, and yeah. Steve are the head vampires. As yeah. soon as I was sit, I was sitting between you guys too. I think, and we but both yeah, we both beat your right neck at the, the same night. time, and it was weird. We made eye contact, but it was great. So yeah, uh, but yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about the non problematic actor James Woods as well. Uh, so go go check that <laughs> out. One of the bald ones. <laughs> one of the bald ones. What the one of the ones you didn't even know was a bald like was out there. I mean, he's very much a bald one, but. But anyway, not not one of the eight that you know, right? But anyway, that's 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 for another podcast. We'll be going there. Uh, you guys check us out there. Uh, and in the meantime, have a good week. Um, I don't know. Don't sign contracts in blood. That seems to be a bit much and also problematic. That's what I got to say. Ghost boners. What's wrong with you? Uh, it's either this show or indigestion. I hope it's indigestion. Why? It'll get better in a little while. Mm.